Hello and welcome to Pop Salsa, a movie and TV show that brings you the freshest takes on the most recent events and topics from geek culture. I am a host like always, Joel, accompanied by my good buddy Ernesto. Hey, how's it going? Let's get into it, shall we? Yeah. It's been a couple of weeks since uh, we recorded, so that's giving us a, a couple of... Uh, more time to like you know bank uh, more interesting stories and stuff like that and one we missed on the off week was the final flash trailer yeah <laughs> which oh my god you you want to talk about fucking just skeet 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 everywhere you know <laughs> it's like what's that sound like no don't open the door yeah, yeah. it's gonna be like the shining but just a bunch of just jizz is everywhere just <laughs> <laughs> I hate that I know I can image it, <laughs> but it's so accurate. Though. Oh my god, it was. We uh, like there's obviously like a sense of weariness that we have, especially coming from DC films because we've been burned before. Um, yeah. Not to mention any movies, but this looks like it's it's living. It's gonna live up to the hype. You know, I I hope I don't jinx it. I hope I don't come out being like, "What'd you do to me?" But um, oh my god, this looks amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just, it's so detached from what we've seen so far, right? There's the, the first couple of minutes, it's just like, oh my gosh, the Flash! And it's like, there's like, uh, there's Alfred on the other line, it's just, I, I am looking, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we get so to see more to of uh, uh, the Batman, uh, Michael Keaton's Batman, and we see him, yeah. is he is he playing Bruce Wayne, right? We, we know that for sure, right? Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I believe so. Yeah. I, I it's like I didn't see any guns. So <laughs> like, well, uh, maybe I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, but yeah, he looks like I'm, I'm still holding off. Hope that he's um. They're gonna. He's like, oh, Thomas. When you say when when Barry meets him, he's like Bruce. He's like Bruce. I haven't heard that name in Who the whatever. Hell is Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, um. Yeah. But we get to see him in like what what we consider is his you know everyday clothes outside of the. The, the the bat suit and stuff like that it, he looks like it's a normal very reminiscent of like an old man bruce wayne which it's clearly what they're going for here um and yeah. i feel like we get a little bit more of what the the actual plot line is going to be you know the the how they're going to make it happen and stuff like that um yeah yeah general zod we get to see him again like we saw him in the past trailers <laughs> and stuff like that but just it's it's so awesome to think that you have a the villain uh, that essentially started the whole, you know, like Zach's the Snyder verse and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. you know, when that train derailed, we kind of feel figured that it that was going to be it for everything. But it feels like they're picking up whatever worked from um, at least Man of Steel and then running with that, which is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I liked aspects of Man of Steel. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Zod was definitely one of those highs. Just I don't remember if he says Neil before Zod no, he in doesn't. Man of Steel. No, he doesn't. No. I hope he says it in this one. Neil I don't before, know. Like, yeah, just, that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be so freaking. I don't know if that would be too fanboy. Probably it would be too fanboy. But he he just has that imposing. It, it's imposing, right? Because mm-hmm. it's just his stature is it's huge, but also he has that kind of disarmingly kind face mm-hmm. i don't know how to explain it right because it, it seems like he he's very he's very sure of himself and he has that he has that gravitas when you see him but then he you know he punches you in the face and it's like whoa what's going on and stuff like that yeah definitely michael shannon brings uh something to that character and michael shannon being a what i would consider more like of a serious character actor um, yeah yeah so i've seen i have seen him be in like comedic room um comedic roles and stuff like that but he's well more known for for being like that serious dramatic actor and him 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 being a you know one of the few um superman villains who can actually stand up with them like go blow to blows with them is is fucking fantastic and you know speaking of superman the the actress who's playing supergirl sasha cal kelly cal yeah she she just looks amazing as supergirl like I remember, you said you had you had a crush on her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and what's yes. what's like still do. Yeah, what's what's more, um, like gives me more of like a geek chub is that she actually spoke with Henry Cavill to get his blessing. Yeah, and that's oh yeah. Just, just can you just imagine it though? Like just 
just Henry Cavill gushing about Superman, and it's like she's just kind of taking notes, and it's it, it, it's the perfect kind of you know cousin to cousin mm. <laughs> interaction. I would love to see someone take a photo of that and then Photoshop them as their characters. <laughs> so that uh, that would be so yeah. It's I mean yeah, it's fantastic. She looks great. Uh, I love the one of my favorite scenes from the trailers where she punches a rocket. Was it? We've yeah. seen it in other ones, right? Yeah. But uh, that's just so freaking cool. <laughs> it's all slow mo yeah. too. It's it's very reminiscent of the um, was it the 2016 no 2006 Brandon Routh Superman where hmm. it, uh, Superman Returns right? I think that that's what it was called when he's standing in on the rooftop and he gets shot and the bullet hits his eye and just bounces off. Yeah. That, yeah, 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 yeah. That is like awesome, right? That movie sucked, but that scene was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they get the aspects of uh, the supers really well, mm. and to see her just kind of fly around and just be really freaking, you know, her, it's great. Yeah, yeah. and then that Ezra Miller. I know, like, there's been obviously like you know, twenty twenty two wasn't Ezra's year or anything like that because I feel like there's been some. <laughs> yeah. Some stuff uh, he, he got into, they, whatever the fuck, you know, I don't really care. Um, but, man, is he killing it, right? I feel like yeah. everybody, when when they were first talking about uh, bringing the Flash to the to the big screen, everybody was like, oh, let's get Grant, you know, give him the opportunity because he's killing it on the CW Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, but casting Ezra Miller, I feel like they, they got a, a, the Barry Allen, which is the, you know, the Flash, not like some fucking Wally West or whatever nonsense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like they 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 fantastic casting with with Ezra Miller and you know the the story that came out uh, post everything that went down with 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 him was are they going to recast? And I feel like this is a person who who clearly needs like some attention, you know, like some extra. I don't want to say like. Um, like in a, in a bad way, you know, because we all go through through mm-hmm. episodes of like mental health issues and stuff like that. So it, I'm glad that Ezra's yeah. getting the help he needs to to be able to to continue as the Flash because I feel like I don't know anybody who who they would have casted to to be a better representation of Flash than than Ezra. Yeah, I'm I'm such on the fence. It's because I I like to see his work mm-hmm. and like just. Seeing him in this trailer and reading the headlines and stuff, it's it feels like it's almost two different people. Yeah, you know that from what we've seen, he's so bubbly, he's so into the role and stuff like that. But and then we see like, oh, he's like kidnapping people <laughs> and then he does this stuff like that. So it's it's he's he's fan. It's it's such a conundrum because I would love to see him more in the Flash. Right? Yeah, and I, I I don't think they're gonna recast him at all but i do feel like his role is going to be a little bit more less diminished a little more diminished mm. you know what i mean or uh he's he's there right he, he has a cameo and stuff but he's not going to be that major driving force as it was just because it just at least for a year yeah you know until it all dies down because i feel that uh even with with kang yeah, we haven't really heard anything from it mm. did you notice that yeah it kind of we went really zero dark 30 Yes, yeah. you were talking about Ken going, going. So was this what Price say in the game like going dark or yeah, something? Going, yeah, going so dark. yeah, so we just have to uh, just kind of let it blow over, I suppose, and then he can be in a bigger role yeah. down the line. I mean, like, like to talk about that, you know, like what happened with um, Justin Roiland, you know, something that like the uh, accusations came out, everybody lost their shit. He, you know, as the, the reaction is, you know, nobody wants to wait for the full investigation to go down. And then after the full investigation, they decided, or they came to the conclusion that there really wasn't enough evidence to, to charge him for what he was being charged for. And I'm not saying that this is, this is the same thing that's going to happen with uh, Jonathan majors or, or even the flash, you know, cause like for me, I feel like what, Ezra Miller was doing I'm not obviously not condoning it but it's not as bad as you would want you know like the horrific shit we've seen out of coming out of you know executives and producers and actors and stuff like that coming from from the industry so I'm hoping that he Ezra can get his um his mind straight so he can continue playing the flash and like yeah, just like you maybe uh, like a year or so yeah. on the on the on the DL yeah. you know keep it down and then when everything else <laughs> passes then then he's going to step in and be the big the bigger role that hopefully the flash can be 
Yeah, absolutely. It's it's funny that you mentioned those four characters. Mm-hmm. Of those four, you've mentioned four people, right? <laughs> so you, you mentioned three because you majored Justin Rowland and uh, Ezra Miller. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny because now you have a precedent, especially in the entertainment industry, where it's it's people are quick to, you know, uh, outrage. Not people, but, you know, the general pop populace mm-hmm. is, is quick to outrage. So when you have Justin Rowland and he basically... Right, uh, and we have a long line of people with that, where they're accused of something, and then everything goes to the shitter. Mm-hmm. Right, they lose their movie deals, they lose this, they lose that, and um, it's a little interesting to see that with like Kang, uh, with the Jonathan Majors. Right, we see him; he lost some roles, but he kind of goes in the down low. But then you have Ezra Miller, where the studio technically still backs him. Yeah. Right, and then you don't really have that power. Right, that power he, he he's a you don't have that domino effect where if WB pulled out a bunch of other projects would probably would have pulled out you know what I mean, so it's it's I have hope for Jonathan Majors if Disney's backing them because you see what WB is doing with Ezra Miller yeah like they're 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 obviously backing him and it seems like it's working because they haven't really which is funny because you have uh you have Johnny Depp. Who's also right? He's right. He's also part of WB because of Fantastic Beasts. And when he was accused, uh, they pulled him. And, and they Disney pulled him from and Disney with pirates. And Disney yeah. and pirates. Right, right. And then you have Amber Heard who uh, who stayed who stayed on Aquaman. And uh, I think I think that's really it. Yeah, I mean, like there's but, that's that's clearly like a, the better example where you have you know these horrific allegations being thrown on both sides of, of, you know, the argument and really one is the one who suffers the the consequences and then till the end you find out that it was really like they were both being shitty to each other, you know? Yeah, they're both horrible people. They're <laughs> yeah. both, they're, well, they, they both uh, you know, they all have, they're human. Exactly. Right? You know? Just because they're, they're actors and actresses doesn't mean they we have to elevate them to some sort of plateau. But uh, he gives me hope. Of John, just um, Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Johnny Depp gives me hope because he's he's back, right? His career is obviously it's 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 bruised, right? It's yeah. it's hurt to some extent, but he's he's back making projects, right? He doesn't have to hide from the light. Um, so that gives me hope for people like you know, Jonathan Majors, Ezra Miller. Once he gets he's acknowledged mm-hmm. the fact that he had a mental breakdown. And that he's finding help. Whether or not there's going to be evidence of that, well, well who knows? But if he, there's no evidence, then like, screw him. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were going to say yeah. that Mel Gibson gives you hope. No, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Mel Gibson! I was watching Lethal Weapon, and I was like, damn, Mel Gibson's really leading into the <laughs> into that crazy role. It's like he was made for this. <laughs> yeah um i just saw recently right that he's oh no in the john wick right the john the john wick spinoff with on um, peacock um the continental was he yeah i think it was he in no the... he, it's starring him i think <laughs> what yeah <laughs> which is wild well if mel gibson can have a tirade about you know how jews own everything or an anti-semitic <laughs> tirade and come back from it i mean yeah I mean, like, well, there's that's also the, the the topic of conversation. Like, is there no path of redemption? Like, I'm, I understand like what Mel Gibson did was you know horrific on on every uh, sense of, of what what he actually did. But you know, he paid. I guess there there are people out there who would want to say no. There is no path of redemption. You know, but like, we're human. Like you said, we all make mistakes, and if we fucked up one time, that's it for us. You know. Um. I mean, for us, there is. I feel like us humans, not humans, <laughs> the regulars, you know, regular people, the regs. <laughs> yeah, the regs. There is a path of redemption, right? Mm-hmm. Because we don't have that spotlight on us. But actors and actresses, to some extent, are products. And if there's something that the populace don't like about you, especially if it's something that leans towards the sexual assault kind of field, then you're definitely you're you're kind of blacklisted right yeah. i mean it's happened even before the me too movement where people were accused of being you know russian conspirators conspiracy well not conspiracy conspirators you know co-conspirators the red scare yeah co-conspirators right during you know the mccarthyan area with his black ledger mm-hmm. and just that was enough for people to not want to watch them yeah. just because of this and it's uh I, I i to us i feel like my idea is the general pop 
you know, has because because we don't have that microscope. But if you have someone like say Mel Gibson, and during where he just ranted about you know anti-Semitic ranting and try to cast them, people are gonna remember that mm-hmm. for a while until you have to lay low, and then come back up. And you like like you said, he's like a new film and stuff, and he was I think. In uh, comedies with Will Ferrell, and we know how you feel about Will yeah. Ferrell, your favorite comedy yep, actor. Yeah, one hundred percent. Well, yeah, I mean, like that's the thing. Like, there's there. I feel like maybe people are so quick to for for forgive most 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 foreign. Maybe not forget, but at least forgive. You know, um, because the the yeah. these people are like you said, products of essentially us. You know, they're. I don't want to say meant to represent the best of us because that's not true, but. In a way, we we in, instill our trust in onto them to be able to entertain us and to be able to at least have some some sort of resemblance of the characters they portray. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, especially when it's during the you know the sexual assault side. You cannot not see that. Anymore. Yeah. You know, like Kevin Spacey. Like you watch films for him, and you you can take that out of your head. Mm-hmm. Right, that he's not grooming these, you know, young kids yeah. and stuff like that. But it's kind of hard not to see that even even now. Yeah. Well, I, but when it's someone like that with um with uh, Mel Gibson, I feel like there's levels mm-hmm. of outrage. You know what I mean? As long as you didn't assault someone, you're, I feel like you're fine. Or domestic abuse is another tier that's you can't really come back from, especially if it's true. Or something. yeah, like to to the. The, the Kevin Spacey example is like, I feel like there are some crimes that you commit that are a little, not a little, but like too extreme, you know, like something like well, on the Kevin Spacey or even fucking Brian Singer, like that we've always heard the rumors about mm-hmm. him where, he's, yeah. you know, <laughs> fucking for you watching Rush Hour and making Jackie Chan say all this crap. It's like, OK, I can see where <laughs> I can see where it's going. You know what I mean? Yeah, there there are some things where it's like, all right, look, you had an opportunity and you fucked it up royally. You're done. You know, like you yeah. can go if you want to fucking get a job as a grocery bagger. Good for you. Go do that. But never again in, in you know, to make millions and millions of dollars to make pretend, you know, like, I feel like this should be treated as a, I don't say like privilege, but yeah, like a privilege, like you work for it, you earned it, you earned that, that privilege to be in it. But if you fuck up that bad, you know, like taking like what Ezra Miller was doing, like that was a fuck up. Yeah. But it wasn't, you know, fucking raping and drugging and doing like all these crazy shit that like a Weinstein or a, a Kevin Spacey was doing. Like for me, those people are done. Yeah, or a Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how bad it's gotten. Yeah. Where we use them as a as categorizations, yeah. right? You're gonna get Weinstein. <laughs> oh my god. Or something like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's it, it's something where it gets us even more detached, mm. right? We have actors and actresses, and they're human like us, right? They've been they've raised they were born, you know, <laughs> assumingly out of another person. They're human. But we tend to elevate them to a plateau where we have a very binary terms of judgment. Mm. You know, it, it, we see them if if they did this, then they messed up. I don't like them. Period. Right. That that's end of story. Move on because the industry there always be another character where you can latch onto. Right. Yeah. Like say, God forbid, Robert Downey Jr. is accused of something. Oh, no. You have. You have someone down the line that will get your attention, right? Another god to pray <laughs> if your god is not. You know what I mean? There's there's a multi-pantheon kind of actors and actresses. And one going down to crapper, you have another one ready to take their place, right? Yeah. And it's something where it's very dehumanizing because it's like a hierarchy. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, Mel Gibson. Oh, great. All right, anyway, Robert Downey Jr., here you go. I'm going to watch. I'm gonna watch uh, they're like trading cards, right? You see a trading card, there's a crease on the corner. I don't like you anymore. And you have uh, your rest of your other trading cards. <laughs> totally. Uh, but let's, um, with Ezra Miller, let's hope that um, he's able to get the help he needs because, again, the fucking Flash trailer looks amazing. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, and I know like you, you had um, some gripe with the Indiana Jones trailer with that had um, sympathy for the devil, and then the the Indiana Jones oh. theme, and this, and in God, this trailer, it so kind of does something similar because it plays one of my all time favorite songs, "Time" by Pink Floyd, and then when Batman shows mm. up, it does the Danny Elfman. 
I'm like, oh, that's awesome. But then it goes back to time, which it's it's a little like jarring, but I feel like yeah. the song choice is perfect. You know, I feel like that it does it better yeah. than the Indiana Jones because the Indiana Jones one, it, it it's just for an instance, mm-hmm. right? Not a, the Indiana Jones one, the Flash. Mm-hmm. It's just for an instance. You're like, oh my gosh, it gets you swelled up and it gives you back down. Yeah. For the Indiana Jones one, it was the rest of the trailer. <laughs> the, the rest of the trailer was, it feels like they were competing and I hated it. I saw it in the theater again when I saw, uh, what did I see? I, I saw John Wick, I believe, mm-hmm. and they showed that trailer. I saw a movie and they showed that trailer and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And then it's overlapping like, ah, oh, this is so bad. <laughs> oh yeah, like remember when we were in, in school, um, which... I, I recently showed my girlfriend uh, some of the edits I, we did, I did when we were in school. And I showed her oh um, Space Odyssey. And it just it just <laughs> took me back to that dingy-ass fucking editing room we had with, like, 12 computers. The ha- the school the class was, like, half full. We were all just t- took it as a complete fucking joke. We were just making fun of each other, cracking the jokes and all that stuff the whole semester. <laughs> oh, man, fun times, right? <laughs> Dude, oh my god, I, it's so dingy, but I freaking love that. Yeah, cause me it's, too. Because I'm, I'm a night owl, and like you know, give me a cave, right? <laughs> and something where I can just go into. It's cold in there. Yeah. I wear a sweater all the time. Yeah. It's not hot at all. And I remember, I remember we were shuffling in, and then I think some one of our friends was in my seat. I was like, hey. Get the hell out of my seat! <laughs> and then he, he's like, "Oh my bad." And he moves yeah. to the other side. Uh, let, let, let's paint a, a better picture for for the listeners to understand. Like there was the yeah. classroom was, it was shaped like an L, right? It's like a capital L. Hmm. Um, it, yeah. Entering the the door, there was like a, a bank of computers, and then to your left, there was another bank of computers, right? And supposedly yeah. all the computers were connected to the same server and all that shit. So theoretically, you didn't necessarily have to have assigned seating. But that wasn't the case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some computers work better than others. So it was like prime real estate. You had to get there at, yeah. at a certain point <laughs> to be able to get your computer, especially if you had set it up the way you wanted to, because it, it wasn't working the way the way they had intended to. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I remember someone took my seat and I had to sit in the back. I was like, mother freaking, and I, it just ruined my experience because, like, oh, I hate this. I, I was in the front all semester. Yeah. I'm in the back. Nobody could see me. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that. I'm just pounding back I like there. in the second semester when they switched the rooms, which I didn't like that room. Like, eh. I yeah. get why they switched it. They want to make the class bigger and stuff like that, but... You would have imagined since we're getting a new room, maybe some new equipment, but no, it was the same dingy ass <laughs> fucking computers. <laughs> we were in the back row Hell too. Hell yeah, we were. We were delinquents. Hell yeah, <laughs> we, were we, were. Del- we were watching random stuff in the back. Oh my god, just, dude, just chilling. Well, I don't know if I ever told you this. So we had um, uh, there was multiple classes you 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 could take to be in the editing room, right? So the one of them I took was the. Was it the one where you got to play around with um, with Photoshop and After Effects and stuff like that? Right? Yeah. So it was like the the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the VFX portion of it. And I, I was in the, the class with a mutual friend of ours. I'll tell you who it is after. But we got high. I, I took an edible and I, I gave her an edible. And we were just like blasted, yeah. just listening to the professor, to the instructor <laughs> talking. We were in our own world. It was awesome. It's <laughs> <laughs> like After Effects. Yeah. Hell yeah, let's do this. Just <laughs> I had I had a across the street we had um to the left of the school we had a a gas station with like an extra mile so there was like snack opportunities and then on the other side of the street there on the other side of the school actually there was a 7-eleven so there was plenty of optional um ways for us to get snacks so i had gotten like some powdered donuts some chips and stuff like that so we were just oh my god we were chilling in the bag getting like stoned out of our minds grubbing munching it was awesome (laughs) man (laughs) <laughs> yeah, a lot. I have a lot of friends who, who did that, who are also you know drank yeah. during before the class. <laughs> it just, it's basically a production. You know, don't drink during your productions, but you know when they're on their off time, they let loose mm. and they they unwind and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. That's great. Um, let's talk about Oppenheimer. It's a movie. I'm I'm pretty sure we're both interested in, right? Yeah, I can do without. Really. 
I'm just kidding. Oh, no, wow. that's your face. <laughs> uh, no, I'm excited. I, I'm definitely excited. It's one of my mostly anticipated films. For, yeah, truly. That I, I, I'm, I'm excited for. Yeah. It, it was a shock, too. Like, um, to be Christopher Nolan's first rated R film since. Um, yes. Insom- what, what was it? What's it called? Since I think Insomnia, Insomnia? I believe. Yeah. Yeah, which is a couple of it's a good couple of years before yeah. that, after that. Like, yeah. Jesus, that was a while ago. Um, but this Oppenheimer, god damn, that looks in, like an in, first of all, it's an interesting story without you know Christopher Nolan directing it. But Christopher Nolan mm. just brings some sort of magnitude to the way he makes movies, you know. And yeah. the the, yeah. the IMAX behind the scene trailer, like it's just typical behind the scene stuff, you know. Like, oh look at the IMAX cameras we're shooting, you know, we're shooting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look how fancy this is. <laughs> yeah. And it, the discussion that that we were having a little bit beforehand is like, what's really the difference between the type of, of theaters you, the, the type of screens you watch, you know? Like, because Ernie and I tend to visit AMC, you know. Like, I know that yeah. for a while you were going to Regal. Yeah, um, but till I saw the light, <laughs> and, then, and then I went to. Aim. I remember you told me, uh, "You're the reason why I saw the light." It was like, "You're are you going to Regal? He sucked." <laughs> like, all right, yeah, you're a great negotiator, Joel. <laughs> I, I'm sold. I'm going to AMC, and that's that's what I, I'm not even kidding. That's how it, that's how it turned in my head. Like, all right, <laughs> so I've been going to AMC for the longest now, and I freaking I have like a membership, mm-hmm. and I pay that every year, and I love it. Yeah, and it's a it's a pretty cheap membership, right? It's only like 15 bucks a year or so it averages out to yeah. to less than a penny a day which is is awesome yeah. and and honestly like they have the the a-list one which is they you get to watch unlimited movies unlimited seating unlimited uh screens which is which is dope but for me it doesn't it's not worth it because it's not like there's a new movie every week or something you know yeah you know what I, I might be doing that really? I, i'm not in the i'm in the a-list i'm in the middle tier mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm in the i'm in the um the one before that i don't I know i think it's premium premier yeah, club premier one yeah yeah premium yeah. yeah the premier one yeah i'm in that one but honestly i i feel like getting the a-list just because i i kind of want to watch oppenheimer again i haven't seen it <laughs> but it seems like a film where i'm like Huh, what's what am I doing today? Let's see Oppenheimer again or something like that. <laughs> and you and you work in in a, a town um, where there's a lot of uh, theaters and there's I think there's two AMC's right. So you quickly just hey let's yeah. let's kill time for traffic. Let's go watch a movie. You know. Yeah. That type of shit. <laughs> exactly. Like it's my lunch break. Let's yeah. go, let's go see Oppenheimer. <laughs> Do you remember what what the first uh, IMAX movie you saw? Oh, the first IMAX movie I saw? Yeah. Damn. Uh, it might it might have been Transformers. Really? The first one? <laughs> it might have. Yeah, the first one. Mm. The the Bay one. It, it might have been that one. Because I remember, like, oh my gosh, I can feel it in my butt. <laughs> like, I remember thinking about that when it was... Because it's super loud and it's very disarming. Mm. Yeah. yeah I, the, yours? the first one, I don't remember what it's called, but I remember where I saw it. And um, mm. in L.A., we have the Natural Science Museum in, um, I guess, South Central, I guess you could call it, because it's, like, right in the same area as USC. And USC... Yeah, like, across yeah. the street. So they yeah. they used to be one of the, like, the first IMAX theaters. And um, we saw a documentary there. So we went for elementary school as a field trip, and we saw... Oh, no, you're right. An IMAX theater. You're right. Yeah. The- I did too. That thing that that's my first experience. It was a sex documentary, right? No, mine wasn't. Mine was like an underwater one, but it's a sex documentary. Mine, that sounds mine, awesome for mine, for elementary school kids. A, for elementary, it, that's. I mean, it's it's freaking hilarious because I remember. Okay, I, yeah, that's if that's the case, then that was definitely my first IMAX <laughs> movie because I remember being in the theater laughing my ass off. Because they had a scene where it's like, and then the sperm is entered into the vagina, and then they start playing Marvin Gaye, "Let's Get It On," and then they and then they they show the sperm like swimming through like this flesh cave. Oh my god! And so I remember being in the theater with my friends and just laughing my ass off because it's such a because you know we're elementary kids, you know you say Bangkok we and we still laugh. I still laugh now. Yeah, I mean farts but, are funny. Um, farts are always gonna be funny. 
yeah farts <laughs> breaking your head you know and those are hilarious falling, for me yeah. <laughs> falling yeah i think that ruined my humor you know i can't laugh unless it's physical because now i know oh you're genuine you know you're, you mean your jokes yeah. and stuff like that but yeah that's i remember the screen being massive though like horizontal wise like a freaking a huge ass screen yeah totally i remember it being um enormous to the sand because like obviously we had been to the movie theaters beforehand and it wasn't anything like that i was like holy shit and then the way the the um the theater was set up it was like a dome like a circle right you yeah. had to walk up yeah. all the way oh no 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 you you went into the bottom and then the theater and the exit was on top and you had to circle all the way back down yeah yeah dope. yeah it was like something out of attack of the clones where they're palpatine and anakin are watching like this water performance that's what it reminds me <laughs> of where that water performance is just this big ass screen and you're just like in the rafters trying like it's, it's it was really close if i remember not a couple of feet close but you know just like this is not a great distance <laughs> for an imax screen yeah so um we we had this conversation of like what what really is the difference between like imax dolby Laser Prime, Lay Prime. These are <laughs> so many. Yeah, these are all um, type of screens that AMC offers. And read now that we read the description of everyone, we kind of feel that they're pretty much basically all the same. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I remember this is blasphemy. You know, there's gonna be a dude who's like they're not. They're not the. They're they're completely different. Yeah, <laughs> we had a a. a, a reading what the difference between IMAX and Dolby, which which Dolby is my my preferred one. Um, and it did make it seem like Dolby is a little bit better just because the they, they have like basically haptic feedback with the seating. Uh, the, yeah. the sound is a surround sound. I know all theaters are, but if, if you don't listen to like, if a car is coming from entering screen right and leaving screen left, it follows that. So it feels like the, the, the yeah. audio pans right to left, left to right, whatever, stuff like that, you know. No, not pans. Yeah, it is pan, right? Yeah, pan. Yeah, pan. Okay. Yeah, yeah. pan. So, yeah. and then uh, Prime is the same as fucking Dolby. I don't know why they have like different <laughs> <laughs> different things. And laser is just your standard basic bitch uh, screen. Mm. Has it always been called laser? Not that I know I don't... of. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just regular seating. Mm. I don't know why they had to fancy it up with like laser and I think they might have made the switch or decided to call it something else when they switched over to 100% assigned seating. You know, kind of kind of oh, to yeah. justify that. <laughs> See it in laser <laughs> or we shine a laser into your retinas. <laughs> but yeah, I I I prefer Dolby uh, just because it feels like IMAX is essentially the screen mm -hmm. I, you know it, it feels like the only really real estate that they're banking on and to some extent you do see that in the Oppenheimer trailer mm -hmm. the Oppenheimer trailer where they're using IMAX is that it's going to make the visuals look stunning yeah. right it's going to make these vistas much more much more massive it's going to make all these shots more uh, lucrative narratively right and that's all well and good that's cool um, but I feel Dolby it's just more bang for my buck just because it focuses on an immersive experience so you know like Joe said you can hear a car I, and it's happened to me before where uh, I, I hear footsteps in the movie I'm watching a movie and there's footsteps right and I look up to my right thinking there's someone running <laughs> right? there's someone running past and it's like wait a minute I'm on the there's no walkway behind me yeah. right but I just instinctively look because I, I feel like someone's running or something's going on but yeah, and then Dolby, you can feel it in your butt too. Yeah. You know, explosions and gunfire, you can feel it all there. Yeah, the one uh, seat, um, it's not an AMC, it's not at AMC, it's just like its own uh, theater um, that I've always wanted to go watch a movie. Is it, it's 4DX, and that's mm -hmm. one where it's yeah. like like you take 3D and crank it up another level. And I kind of feel like <laughs> I remember years and years ago I went to Universal Studios on, on the Shrek ride. And it and it, the way I've I've, yeah. I've heard 4DX be described reminds me of the Shrek ride, where like oh, the really? seat moves around mm. and stuff like that. You know, it, it, it and then like I don't know if they go full out full on out like they did in the Shrek ride in the 4DX because but there's a there's a scene I remember clearly where Donkey sneezed and you got sprayed with water. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you. Like, do they do that in 4D? There's some uh, attendant that spits water in your face or something like that. That would be awesome if it does. 
Yes. Imagine watching a, oh. watching Avatar in 4DX and the, they flood the theater. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> or, I was gonna say they reshow Man of Steel and they have those shots where he's just standing and you can smell yeah. it, and he's like just just a dude, a shirtless dude, sweaty shirtless dude next to you, just you know immersing you. In the- <laughs> yeah. Um, we also like looked into what's the difference between like regular IMAX and IMAX 3D. And as someone who can't really see 3D movies because of my glasses, yeah, yeah, like the option is either watch the movie clearly, but not really because it's all blurry and and because of the 3D effect is in there, or watch it in 3D and it's still blurry because I can't see it. You know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I, I don't, I don't like wearing stuff in the theater. Mm -hmm. Like I, I I watched it, I did it once the 3D aspect, but I, I was like never again. I, I don't want to do that because it feels so detached. Like, there's another screen in front of my face. Yeah. And I feel like most movies are not really shot for 3D. You know, unless you're a fucking yeah. Cam- James Cameron, then you shoot whatever the fuck you want. But most films are, are <laughs> shot standard and then converted to 3D. And you miss a lot of the 3D effect. There's... I forgot which movie it was where I saw in 3D. And most of the movie looked the same. Except when the main character was on, then that looked like 3D. So I feel like maybe they didn't want to invest, you know. Was it Dread? No, it might have been like Beowulf. Was it Dread? Because Beowulf, because yeah. I remember Dread was, it was a fine movie by itself. And they had like moments that had to be 3D, like slow-mo. Like here's a moment where it would be cool to see the particles flying through your face. Yeah, they're all, when they all take drugs and it becomes super slow mo and then it's all vivid and colorful. Mm. You're talking about the, so the that's Carl what Urban me of, right? Yeah, the Carl okay, Urban yeah. one, not not freaking. I am the law. You know, I am the law. No, not the Sylvester Stallone one, which would be hilarious in 3D or 4D, where you have like spit, where he's, he's delivering his lines and he's spitting in your face yeah. or something. Oh man. <laughs> oh my yeah, call Urban. Not not <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, so 3D is is not something that I'm like uh, I'm not against it. You know, if if that's what you want to want to watch, and I feel like there are movies that it will lend itself to that. But for me, like I have um, my vision is impaired, so I can't really enjoy 3D at, at to its fullest. Yeah, that sounds like a pain in the ass. You have glasses on top of your glasses, yeah. so it's it would, or they, you just take them off and it's still blurry. They would have to come up with like some like a clip, or I could like clip them onto my glasses or something. Or yeah. I don't necessarily like have to put them on like regular glasses, like an option. You know, like when you're when you're checking into the theater and they have the fucking trash can full of used <laughs> used 3D glasses. <laughs> they have that one dude who takes them home for some reason. Yes, and it's then, bit cleans them. And spits clean. That's me. Yeah. I'm the. I have a bunch of. Bunch of I actually glasses. have 4D glasses somewhere. <laughs> That's cool. Um, let's finish up with talking about a movie I saw recently. I saw yesterday actually, and I've been actually watching the fight scenes again today because, yeah, it was insane. Like, we're we're of the generation, even though Ernie doesn't isn't that big of a fan <laughs> at all. But yeah. Dragon Ball. <laughs> Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball, Dragon yeah. Ball Z, which was when I started watching, and I'm not gonna say that I've seen the whole series like start to finish. I've seen some of the original Dragon Ball and most of the early seasons of Dragon Ball Z, and then I, I recently watched Dragon Ball Super because it was on Hulu, and oh my yeah. god, it's so fucking like it was the movie I saw was uh, Dragon Ball Super Superhero, and. It's main. That was called. Wow. Yeah, it's it's, it's dumb. It's a dumb name, but fuck, it was <laughs> awesome. The animation sucked because you know, like the Dragon Ball Z video games. Yeah, it was that type of animation, so it was like all funky oh, and weird. weird. It, yeah, it was like it threw me off at the beginning, but everything else like kind of made up for it. And ew, holy shit, it was insane. So it, it centered on it centered on Gohan, um, Goku, Vegeta, like all the real strong like fucking walking hydrogen bombs that they have are, are <laughs> off planet training and it's up to Gohan and Piccolo to to face the the new evil right and for those who have followed the lore it was always like said that Gohan had the potential to be even stronger than Goku and Go 10 even stronger than that right 
but it kind of like yeah. never really paid that much attention. Gohan's um, his path, his story kind of veered away from fighting. He was more of an academic and stuff like that. So it was always like, oh, you know, Gohan had had the opportunity to do so, but he chose a family life instead. So when when this new evil is presented, it just like they bring back Cell. It's a new different type of Cell. So it's like an, a, an evil that they have to fight. And first the the, the one of the like the first villains that they're fighting are these quote unquote like these superheroes. You know, they the 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 guy who creates them is brainwashed into believing that the the Z fighters, which is what how they're known, are the evil. You know, they're aliens. They're here to invade. They're gonna want to slave oh, us and all that shit. You know? well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he creates androids who who have a superhero component in them, right? So they're like all flashy and stuff like that. It was one of the the, the first battle scenes was. Um, one of these androids fighting Piccolo, and Piccolo got confused because you could see his onomatopoeia as he punches. It says "pow" and stuff like that. You see it happening, and even Piccolo's like, "Wait, how can I see him? Why can I see this?" <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> yeah, it's weird because the guy who created him is like such a superhero fan, you know. So he, that's that's the way he intended to doing, and it it pushes mm. Gohan to to achieve. I don't know want to say if he achieves his full potential because. It, it almost seems like they always find a way to like up it, you know, like we thought, oh, Super Saiyan is going to be it. No, Super Saiyan 2, <laughs> no, nah, Super Saiyan 3, Super Saiyan 4, and then they yeah. retcon that and, you know, we're just going to make them gods. Fuck it, you know, <laughs> that, that type of shit. Yeah, super, uh, for, there's, there's, I, I haven't seen a, a anime, oh, I don't know what to call it, anime cartoon? Yeah, technically it is anime because uh, uh, it's Japanese animation, right? Okay, so like I haven't seen an anime so long lived. Maybe One Piece to some extent, but just something that's so ingrained in pop culture. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know what I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> well, <Without laughs> I remember seen them. A, the show. Yeah, I've never seen an episode of Dragon Ball, and I know exactly. That's how good. That's how deeply rooted within the pop culture this show is. I've never seen an episode, but I know who Piccolo is. Like I know, I know Gohan, Goten. I know you know Gohan was a superhero when he was in college. Yeah. You know, was something yeah, right? Uh, what was it Saiyan, Saiyan Man? Saiyan Man, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Saiyan Man. So I know exactly. And then I remember them releasing Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Blue, Super Saiyan Black. I was like, what the hell? You you forgot about numbers? <laughs> yeah, it's um, it 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 really it's like campiness you know because like you you kind of write yourself in a in a corner every since the beginning right he becomes like this yeah. all super powerful being that the worst villain in, in the universe couldn't even defeat all right so how are we gonna up the ante it's like fuck it just make him a second or making him a third one and make him a god make him blue make him red fuck it you know <laughs> 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 See, I, I feel like Dragon Ball. I may, maybe it's because it's an animation, mm-hmm. uh, but it does a lot of good things that superhero films kind of have difficulty doing. You know, upping the ante, and they're like, screw it, let's just make, let's just literally ma- invent another power level, <laughs> and just have it go from there. You know, there's not really any justification. It's just he got stronger, hit a roof, he went past a roof, yeah, hit another roof, and went past that. You know, <laughs> it's. Yeah, he's in space now. There's a roof in space. He hit that roof in space, and he now he's in another space. <laughs> totally, and it it was just like uh, it's a film where you could really tell that the the writers are fans of the series because even in the the super the, the Dragon Ball Super series, um, there was a lot of callbacks to the original to the Dragon Ball Z. Not Dragon Ball GT because it kind of was like that's like the the redheaded stepchild of yeah. the of the of the franchise. Yeah, that. <laughs> I remember that fell off after GT, and I was like, "Yeah, I could see why." Yeah. Um, but it, oh man, the fucking movie was amazing. I, I was, I was not expecting the way. Like, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it was fuck. It was amazing, and and to see uh, Gohan, who essentially like gave up the the fighting lifestyle, be able to surpass the threshold, like he mentally had put on himself. <laughs> Yeah, it's fucked up the way the way the, the way um, he achieves that though. Um, but it was amazing, and then he had like this final transformation to a a, a level of saying that I'm. It's like I'm thinking is is it because he is half human? Like maybe he doesn't have the potential to to achieve the same thing as like Goku or Vegeta who are like full on Saiyans. Um, and mm-hmm. then it makes me wonder because like I don't know if you know, but he he has a daughter as well. So that makes that yeah makes yeah. What is what is her Pan. name? 
what is her pan yeah. right yeah <laughs> pants yeah so yeah, yeah. Is, is does she have the potential to you know uh, achieve power levels like her dad or her grandfather like we know there there mm-hmm. are female saiyans because in in the super series um two of them from an alternate universe play a play a pivotal role and uh one yeah. of them achieves power levels like broly do you remember broly yeah, I yeah, remember like that. <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> you drive, you're, you're. I know what you. It's like Godzilla. <laughs> I have not seen a traditional Godzilla film, but I know you know Mothra. I know Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, I know the, like, all these characters. Um, and to answer your question, if you were asking me a question <laughs> about whether or not, or was it more rhetorical? Uh, but I, I feel that Saiyan being Saiyan is tied mostly to emotions. Mm. Right, mostly, and it doesn't really like look at Vegeta. The anger, well, not just anger, but you know, passion, Mm. right? So look at Vegeta. Vegeta's full-blooded Saiyan, right? But he took a long time to surpass even you know Goku, Mm. and then to some extent, their kids surpassed uh, Vegeta, Mm. right? Like uh, I think Trunks, Trunks was what Super Saiyan at some point, and he's half human, Mm. and so it, it seems like it's it's mostly tied on how you feel. So. Uh, I, it doesn't. I guess it doesn't matter if you're, you know, half blooded. Yeah. If if you find and even they can even make stuff up, mm. <laughs> where the the character who's half human who gets powered up, he has a new level of Saiyan that's only a it's only reachable with you know a half human kind of characters. Yeah. Which I, I'm kind of feeling it is from what you're kind of uh, alluding to that there's a, a new power level that his even his father hasn't reached or. Well, it hasn't went through the, the 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 reason why I I I wonder if um, Gohan being half human affects the way he, his power manifests itself is because the highest Super Saiyan that Gohan achieved was Super Saiyan two, and then the level yeah. past that was Super uh, was Gohan Ultimate was Ultimate Gohan, and that's him with like black hair. He he doesn't he no longer has the gold hair, so. That's yeah. something that Goku or Vegeta weren't doing. You know, like Goku was able to, to reach Super Saiyan 3. Vegeta hasn't been able to do that. But Vegeta can turn uh, blue, uh, Super Saiyan God blue and Super Saiyan God red. So, yeah, yeah, it, it feels like may, maybe there is like, you know, a fucking squirrel hidden somewhere that, that explains the lore and the, <laughs> the, the power transformations, you know, <laughs> like how that all yeah, that works. Yeah, but it, 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 it's it is a show that. The movie that tugged at the strings of my childhood because I fucking loved watching Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, even the whole idea of it surrounding around Gohan, mm-hmm. like who would who would have thought that? Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like only ones who really think about that are are fans, mm-hmm. right? Are fans who say, "Hey, Gohan's been kind of underutilized. Mm-hmm. Let's have a series focusing on him and him growing as a character." Mm-hmm. Right, it feels like that's something that we would come up with, you know, with Star Wars. You know, like have a, have a, this character. How come we don't see, you know, or even Ghostbusters? It's something where the writers are in tuned. I wouldn't say with the fans because we're crazy too. <laughs> like we go all over the place, but I guess in tune with their characters and what their characters wants or needs and stuff like that. And it's a beautiful thing to see that as a, the end product. Yeah, it's. It's fantastic, you know, like, obviously the movie has, I, I had some problems with the movie, um, the animation being the main one, but yeah. fuck, I was so entertained, I was like, and again, I was blasted on my mind, I was like in a different universe watching this shit, like, oh my god. <laughs> you were there, universe. <laughs> exactly. <You're> so- <laughs> yeah. I, was, I had a front row seats. Um, <laughs> it was it was fantastic, and uh, like, I know you don't, you don't, um you're not the biggest or or any fan of Dragon Ball Z but fuck you know like just for the listeners out there you know watch the movies even the one that came out a few years ago when they brought back Broly like um and they made uh Vegeta no uh Gogeta Super Saiyan Blue like holy shit, you know oh, wow. exactly. That's what I'm saying. You know that sounds like a big deal. It does <laughs> it feels like it feels like it's a big deal? Because I know Brawley, and I know he was just kind of a a, uh, a lumbering maniac, mm-hmm. if I remember where he was first introduced. But I f- I hear that they do him more justice, where he has an actual like dialogue. And, yeah, like he has. He's not like you know. It's just not a maniac. Yeah, they they, like they kind of give him a more of a suitable backstory you know like um mm. why he he is 
not necessarily why he is the way he is, but why he can't control it, you know, that type of shit. And and in this one, they're kind of like, hey, um, we're teaching you how to control. Like, don't lose control of, of the, you know, harness it, use it, use it to your to your benefit, that type of stuff. So it's awesome. That's great. It, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. And I'm hoping that, you know, whatever uh, Dragon Ball series comes next, they continue. Or even if they do like Temple movies, you know, like a movie every other year, stuff like that, animated to continue the stories like, because like fuck man they're, they're fantastic and i know like if there's like a real anime fan out there that's you know like like these fucking nerds they don't know what what what, anime, <laughs> what real anime is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but damn that was that was a great fucking movie i'm not gonna lie it was it was succeeding my expectations vastly and it was a fucking movie it was a pain to watch too because I've been trying to rent it. It came out la- last year, sometime like yeah. mid to, to the second half of last year. And I was like, oh, we'll watch this. And I'll go on Amazon, on iTunes or whatever. And it, was, it wasn't on. It's like, motherfuckers. Like, why, I want to, yeah, I'm paying weird. for this. I don't know. I'm not looking to, to stream <laughs> it. I want to pay for it, you know? <laughs> Give it to me. Yeah. Give it to me now. <laughs> exactly. Like, take all my money. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Well, that's going to be it for this episode of Pups Also. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to help us grow, leave a rating and or review on wherever you're listening to us. And for show updates or to ask us a question we'll cover on the show, follow us on Twitter at PopsalsaHQ or check out our link tree in the description below. I've been your host like always, Joel, accompanied by my good buddy and co-host, Ernesto. Hey! Catch you next week on Popsalsa. Popsalsa.